Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, what's going on, O Nation? This is Kelvin Hunt, editor of ChopChat.com. Hope you guys are doing well. Welcome to Biffle Playmakers YouTube channel. Uh, fresh off a big blowout win over Wake Forest. Man, I told you guys that's that's one of the ones I wanted uh, aside from uh, the Miami and Florida games. And to be honest, man, you know, we blew them out, but I, I kind of did want a little bit more, especially early on when the defense was getting off the field and the offense, you know, was kind of struggling to um, – to, to push that lid on up to 21, 28, nothing there. Uh, but, you know, I'll take it. 41-16, it felt like it was a home game. Um, I think Jared Verse said that he told the Wake, Wake Forest players that, you know, it probably feels like a road game for them because there were so many FSU fans. And so shout out to the FSU fans for uh, showing up there and showing out. Um, big time performance uh, on both sides of the ball. Um, I'm, I'm not going to spend a whole lot of time talking about that Wake Forest game, you know, it went pretty much how we said it would. Um, I, I said that, you know, the past two opponents had, had put up over 300 yards uh, in the air against Wake Forest and expected Jordan Travis to have, have a big day. And, you know, that's pretty much what happened, 359 yards, uh, three touchdowns, and, um, you know, dominant performance, uh, especially missing uh, some of your key guys there um, at wide receiver. But that's kind of what I want to talk about uh, in this particular game. You know, all year, you know, I've been talking about how this offense is going to determine how far the this team will go. And, you know, it was it was frustrating a lot of the times early in the year whenever, you know, felt like the offense was forcing the ball downfield um, a, a ton. And, and I don't I didn't really have a problem with them forcing the ball downfield with the one on one matchups. It was more so situational decisions where it was, you know, third and three or, you know, third and five, third and one, things like that. And we were throwing the ball, you know, 25, 30 yards downfield and, you know, it was incomplete and then you punt or whatever. And it was, that was the frustrating part to me. And I know obviously the offense is built for play, playmakers, right? Um, but it feels like, it feels like, and I tweeted this on Sunday that, Jordan Travis is beginning to morph into the Jordan Travis that we saw towards the end of the year last year. And, you know, the stats back it up, the eye test backs it up. And, you know, I, I wrote a little bit about it there in my major takeaways from the Wake Forest win. But if this is if this is the Jordan Travis that we're going to get the rest of the season, you can go ahead and book us. You can go ahead and book us to the college football playoffs. You can go ahead and I'm telling you right now, you can go ahead and write it down. Uh, I know the selection committee is going to meet on Tuesday night. I'm recording this on Monday night. And look, FSU's resume should be number, they should be number two at worst. They'll probably be number four because a lot of the, the, the media voters are dummies. But look, as long as we went out, we're going to be in there like swimwear and you know, that's all that matters. So in this particular episode, I want to highlight a, a, some of the things that kind of point towards FSU's offense trending towards elite status. And basically, you know, that kind of hinges on Jordan Travis's play um, in the O-line somewhat. Um, you know, they had a, a pretty good game, uh, all things considering. So we're going to go ahead and um, 
show some some clips here like we normally do. If you haven't hit that like button, man, please go ahead and do that. You guys have been great here uh, over the last few videos and supporting the channel and hitting the like button. Like button helps us out, helps us reach more uh, FSU fans. So if you could go ahead and hit that like button for me real quick. And we're going to go ahead and get into it here. Let's see. All right. Yep. Okay. So here we go. So one of the main things now, this is first quarter, first quarter. So this is a, this is a key point, right? So this is the first uh, touchdown that FSU scored. And so one thing that we've been wanting Jordan Travis to do, and it's something that he did last year was, you know, obviously he, he used his legs quite a bit towards the end of the season. And it really felt like the FSU offense was like, it, it really couldn't be stopped at times whenever he did that. We saw it against Duke there in the fourth quarter. And we saw it a little bit earlier against where, and I really didn't think that he would run the ball that much um, against Wake Forest, but, you know, he ran it a few times, surprisingly. So he kind of had to in this one, but it was good to see him not hesitate and just go ahead and take off and go into the end zone pretty much untouched. So you see these two, they rush three, the ends come off, and he scores easily. Now, you don't like to see the ends get beat <laughs> that badly, but – um, you know, step it up in the pocket like that. Good job by, I can't tell who that is, who that wide receiver, maybe Darian Williamson. Good job by him and um, getting that last little buck, getting out of, getting that guy out of the way so Jordan Travis can score. But seeing Jordan do that early, early in the game, I mean, it's third and 11, see him doing that early in the game, you know, kind of sets up some things for later. Um, also, this is this is also early in the game. Um, this is a, on a drive a little bit after that touchdown. And we've been wanting Jordan Travis to keep keep the, the ball on the read option um, all season. And here we here we go. I mean, Jordan Travis is one on one with with the defender. I mean, you take that all day. I mean, there's very small percentage very small amount of time that jordan's going to get tackled here i mean it is incredibly difficult to come in full speed like that break down yeah i mean good luck with that player i would i would like to see jordan stop trying to fight for some of these just go down right here just go down just go down but you know he's a competitor and um, you know, but yeah, just just go ahead and go down, bro. Just just stop doing all the extra stuff. Um, so Jordan's keeping the Jordan's keeping the read here. All right, we're gonna go to this one here. So again, this is this is Jordan using his legs. Now this is late in the game, but it's good to see him not hesitate looks downfield early in the year he would have forced his pass downfield but here you know, he looks he looks he looks he's like okay let me go ahead and get these yards look when jordan when jordan does that bro this this offense is almost unstoppable 
We need more of that, baby. More of that. All right. So here, third and one. It's third and one. And this is what I was talking about earlier. It's third and one. And instead of chunking the ball downfield, you know, 30 yards, it's a quick, decisive decision. And you get the first down. Keep keep the chains moving. This is to Jaheim Bell. And they did this several times in the game. Look at that. No hesitation. Great job by great job by Portier down here, down here on this block. That springs it. Look, got him locked up. Locked up. Gets rocked right there. But you'll see on the very next play, Jaheim gives him that work. Um, although that's a different clip. You'll we'll see that in a little bit. Here, now I said on Twitter during the game, you know, I was like, man, I'm tired of seeing these little short routes to Keon Coleman, where he he can't get any yaks, right? He can't. He, it's like either they were doing these little hitch routes or whatever, and he was either Jordan was either overthrowing him and Keon was getting rocked, even though you know he wasn't going to catch the ball, or as soon as he caught the ball, you know he's getting rocked. So I was like, why, you know, why are we doing these little short passes? And you, you, you know, it's it's just you're just not getting much from it. Um, but here, you know, a lot of people came back with, "Oh, how do you like how do you feel about the short passes?" Well, on this one, Jordan doesn't hesitate. I mean, he you know hikes the ball, and the ball's out of his hands, and the ball is to Keon before the defender can get there, and Keon makes a miss, and you know it's a touchdown. So, see how he does no hesitation, no hesitation. Watch. Look, he catches the ball. The defender is four yards away. And stiffs arms him for good measure. <laughs> okay, so that's beautiful. Here, there's something that we, um, we haven't seen too much of, but Nice little screen pass. First and 10. They, they, they come with a blitz right where the blitz was. Boop. Rodney Hill probably should have scored on this. He kind of got tripped up, but the blocks were there. It's, this should have been a touchdown. Oh, that's a beautiful play call. So just giving the ball to your guys in space and, you know, letting them do what they do. Here is the the second touchdown pass to Keon Coleman. Here is first and ten. And he throws the ball to the outside shoulder so that, you know, basically it's either Keon's going to make a play on it or it's going to be incomplete. Defender don't even know where the ball is. So much for that seatbelt action, bro. Look at that. One-handed catch. Keon's a beast. All right. So this is this is another thing that we're seeing more and more of uh, over the past couple of weeks. Um, 
Jordan Travis is using the middle of the field. Earlier in the year, it was a lot of, you know, go routes, one-on-one type of deals, you know. Um, but here we've seen him hit uh, Keon Coleman's over, over the middle. Uh, Johnny Wilson, when he was healthy, healthy, we've seen him hit him over the middle. Here we see this should have been a touchdown, too. This is, this is an amazing throw. Look at that. Whew. That should have been a touchdown. Look at this. Mm. That's nice. And you see the protection. The protection is, is great. Yeah, gives enough time. Boom. I mean, he puts it on the money, man. That's that's what you want to see. That's what you want to see. Here's another situational third and short. And, you know, there seems to be a trend to kind of go into Jaheim Bell on these quite a bit. No hesitation. Great job by Portier. First down. See, earlier in the year, we were we were going we were going vertical for whatever reason. It was frustrating as hell. Um, this is more of the stuff that we saw last year, kind of just taking what the defense gave you. You know, we we did force the ball to Keon earlier in the game. And, you know, I mean, we had success, um, but it feels like the offense just just operates at a different level whenever they they do this sort of thing here. I mean, just keep the chains moving. Look, I mean, that's that's 12 yards right there. 12 yards. Take that all day. And this is this is a dime. I mean, when Jordan, when Jordan is doing this right here, man, look, he got all day to throw the ball too. Look at that. Look at that. <laughs> Bro. You're not stopping that. And, you know, tied in up the seam. Um, there was there was another play. Uh, I must have left a clip off where he um, where he hit Jaheim Bell. Um, hold on. Let me see if I can find it real quick. I got that clip somewhere. Hold on just a second. Uh, Here it is. This throw right here. Look at this. This is right after Bell had gotten rocked. Look at this throw. Man. Look, man, whenever whatever Jordan Travis is is making throws like that, whenever Jordan Travis is is running running like he did earlier in the game. I mean, there's just there's just um there's just not too much too many things that you know teams can do. Um, against his offense. Not only that, not only that, you know, they um, they ran the ball a lot better than people realize, I think, in this particular game. Um, they didn't run it often. They, I mean, they started out throwing the ball, you know, 
I think they had six out of nine plays on the first drive with passes. And it's almost like they threw they threw the ball, you know, to 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 loosen the defense up um for the run game because Wake Forest, their their um their strength uh coming into the game was uh stopping the run. And um it felt like that. Uh, once they kind of open up with the pass and spread them out, and you heard Mike Novell talk about that in the press conference earlier on Monday, you know they they used uh, the pass game to kind of spread them out and uh, get space out there, and uh, that allowed the run game to to flourish. And we saw, uh, you know, Trey Benson had a, you know, and I really credit to Trey Benson. Uh, that's one thing I got wrong, um, you know. I, but again, I think you know them spreading the ball out early helped him. But he ran hard. Uh, he, you know, he had uh, 55 yards. I think it was on 10 carries, so 5.5 yards a pop. We saw Rodney Hill have a couple of strong runs, and um, again, you know, Jordan Travis ran the ball well. So um, this offense looks like it's it's beginning to morph into what we saw last year. And again, um, there's um, Pittsburgh. They're a mess. Miami is nowhere near as good as they think they are. We got North Alabama and of course Florida just got ran through by Georgia and they got a tough I think they got Arkansas, Missouri, uh and Florida State and is it do they have another game? Anyway, they got a tough schedule um there. So who knows what type of shape they'll be in by the time um FSU goes to Gainesville. So defense is playing lights out. Um I mean, good gracious. They just, they just. I told you the uh, Wake Forest offensive line was was trash and ten ten tackles for a loss, five or six sacks. Uh, aside from like a couple plays, uh, Wake Forest would have averaged like one point nine yards a play, and they ran a lot of plays. I and mean, we said they run a lot of plays, and uh, they ran the ball like 48, 49 times, averaged like two yards per play, and that's including that fifty one yarder. Um, dominant, dominant. Defensive effort, uh, the uh, secondary continues, the, the starting secondary continues to not have allowed a passing touchdown all season. Um, several pass defended, passes defended, excuse me, uh, which leads the nation. FSU is now holding opponents to below 50% completions on the season. And the crazy part is they are one of the teams that are teams are throwing the ball the most against. Um, I mean, they're averaging something like 27 – 28 attempts per game and um yeah i mean it's it's definitely no fly zone credit to adam fuller and patrick sertan i mean just just dominant just dominant ronaldo green and Fentro cypress um i mean the passing game man two of the two of the better corners you, you're gonna have in the acc um jerry and jones is playing well and um, Shaheen Brown is playing well. Keem Dennis steady. Um, yeah, not too much to complain about, man. Saw Jared Verse, you know, Sean get two sacks in the game. Patrick Payton flashed. I mean, everybody flashed, really. I mean, <laughs> Kaylin Loach, uh, Tatum Bethune, you know, they all had a lot of sacks. Um, Mar Graham played well. So um, this Pitt team, again, you know, their coach just threw them un under the bus. Um, basically, in so many words, he said they lost all of their good players last year and didn't do a good enough job of replacing them with with good players. And we saw some of the pit players quote tweeting um, that 
on uh, on the timeline there. So they're either going to go out there and basically, you know, not give a crap and lay down, or they may try to prove them wrong. I don't think it's going to matter either way. Um, you know, we saw them beat Louisville earlier in the year, but that was that seems to be you know one of the one of the the flukes that the one of the many flukes that we've seen in the ACC this year. You know, so um, shouldn't be a problem going up there if she was like 23 point betting favorites. And um, the way the defense has been playing, um, as long as the offense shows up, and again, that's why we're doing this video. The offense is is definitely started started you know trending in that that elite area. Um, FSU's uh, you know top top ten offensively, I think, and top ten defensively. They may be twelfth in FEI and number nine or eight in FEI defensively. But either way, you know they're they're up there among the the top teams uh, across all three phases. And um, it looks like that when you see uh, them play. Uh, shout out to Deuce, uh, Deuce Ban. Uh It looks like he's finding a role there on special teams with cookoff returns. That ball he caught was like three, four yards deep in the end zone. He brought it out, you know, and it was like if he had like one or two more blocks, he was going to take that to the house. He looks effortless when he's running. Again, Keon Coleman's doing a good job of, um, you know, punt. Think about this, too. When was the last time we saw guys even have an opportunity to re return so many punts? And and I mean, so credit to the uh, the punt return unit uh, getting down there and, and holding blocks on up, so the guys have an opportunity to make a catch without the fear of getting crushed uh, when they catch the ball. And um, shout out to the uh, kickoff return unit for for setting up some some blocks and seeing Duspan get out there and do his thing. So um, Mike Novell has his team operating in a very high level aside from the lows here and there uh offensively um i think that you're looking at a team if they can just cut down on 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 those lows and some of those lows in this game were due to the refs basically keeping wake forest in the game i mean let's be honest some of those flags were ridiculous um so you got to mention that I'm, i think i mentioned that in the um the preview that i did for wake forest i said the refs were going to insert themselves um and pretty much you know that's what happened that's always what happens uh against uh north carolina based teams so but all in all man it was a, a you know it's what you wanted um you saw some some guys get in there and mop up duty and get some reps um all your stars ate you know got some stats to to build on and um it's all about looking forward to this pit game and so um i expect fsu to take care of business um like i said i expect them to be number four in the uh, college football playoff although they they definitely have the resume to be number two and arguably number one um georgia's getting a lot of credit for winning back-to-back -back titles but i could see if it was the exact same team from the past two years but it's not so they should be judged on what they've done this year, not what the, the past two years have, have have transpired. Ohio State, you know, they get credit for their their defense. I saw Kirk Herbstreit uh, talk about Ohio State's defense, but they they haven't even played a top twenty offense all season. Michigan, you know, he has done number one. They haven't played anybody all year. Um, so for my money, I would I would put FSU up there uh, again, number two at worst arguably number one and that's not even that's not even a homer statement i mean the stats prove it i mean the eye test proves it um you know they've gotten you know they played a, a strong schedule and they've been dominating guys ever since in the one game that they had a scare we know what the context was for that particular 
um, you know, that particular game with Boston College with half the team having, um, you know, the flu and whatnot. So, yeah, so I like where we are. Uh, should take care of business this week, and uh, we'll definitely try to get uh, a video up for Pitt uh, later this week, and um, we'll see where we uh, end up next uh, tomorrow night, I should say, Tuesday night when the um, college football playoff rankings are released, and um, we'll go from there. But, um, again, if you haven't had a chance, you're still watching, hit that like button for me, and um, we appreciate you guys supporting us. And until next time, go knows. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.